This book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth, but I will meditate therein day and night. I will observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then my way shall be prosperous, and then I will have good success. Tell somebody I'm getting ready to be blessed again. You may take your seats. In those days, Matthew 3, in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Chapter 4, 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We're teaching from the subject under renovation. Say that with me. Under renovation. Come on, say it again. One more time. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we are under renovation. The purpose of this message is to connect us to the present move of God. To connect us to the present move of God. What that generally says is that there is a move of God that is taking place that many have not connected to. This message is to get us where God is. I've said this over and over again. I would rather be where God is and not where he is not. God has completed everything that's going to be done, but he has completed it in such a way that everything does not happen in its fulfillment all at one time. They are time sensitive and time released. Hence dispensations. The church has experienced awakenings. Different movements that have come upon the church. And every awakening by revelation. Every movement by revelation that God has given. Always was to advance the church. Into its future. It was always designed to advance the church into its future. And God is interested in the people of the Lord and all of us advancing. He wants all of us to advance, not to be in this place of standstill, but to move and to advance from where we are or where we have been. Amen. God is interested in promoting us. God does have lateral movement here and there, but God's biggest interest is promotion. Amen. So God wants to advance his people. He wants to advance his church. In fact, he wants us to have a mindset of advancing. Watch this word. He wants us to have a mindset of prosperity. Not necessarily only in finances, but prosperity in whole life. Every aspect of our lives. He wants us to prosper. Prospering simply means to do well in your pursuit. It means to advance. It means to go ahead. It means to have constant movement flowing upstream. Prosper. Whatever you have now, God says you should have more. And we have more not because we want to have fat pockets. Not because we want to be this big eye and everybody else little use. No, God wants that advancement and prosperity to come to us so that his covenant that he has promised to Abraham. 
so that he can keep his covenant that he's promised. Amen. He promised Abram that he was going to bless him so that he can be a blessing. Paul said it like this, that if you be Christ, 329 of Galatians, if you be Christ or if you're born again, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. That simply means that our inheritance through Christ Jesus, it filters from the earth realm from Abraham. So if Abraham was a man of faith, then so are we. If Abraham was blessed to be a blessing, then so are we. When I examine Abraham's life, I notice that the man was wealthy. Lots of cattle, lots of animals, lots of servants. Hallelujah. The man was rich. And rich is relative too because rich simply means to be abundantly supplied. Amen. So God is interested in advancement. He's interested in our church advancing, the church prospering, prospering. We've covered a whole lot of ground. And so now we've looked thus far. We've really looked at the theological aspects and of, of this message by sharing with you and showing with you that, uh, that God wants or has by design his kingdom to rule. We have seen theologically in scripture, we have seen that it's John the Baptist who begins to cry out. In the wilderness or from the wilderness, cry out, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He continues on talking about there's one that's coming after me who is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He begins to to share with them the one who's coming after me is the one that we need to embrace. He shouts this, he urges this, he cries this out. In the wilderness. As he does so, what he is actually initiating is the new move of God. He is announcing that the old order is coming to an end and that the new order is coming on the scene. Come on, y'all. He's announcing that what used to be is passing. And now the new thing is present. It's showing up. It's coming. John the Baptist, now, afterwards, he is persecuted. Jesus is already affirmed after he's been baptized of John the Baptist. God speaks, affirms him. He's in the wilderness now, character being tested. He proves himself faithful to the word of God. He defeats the enemy on three fronts. Angels come, minister to him. The demon, Satan, leaves him for a season. Then the Holy Spirit then leads Jesus out from the wilderness, and now his ministry begins. Jesus hears of what's going on, of what has happened, and the persecution that has come to John the Baptist. He goes by the Sea of Galilee. He begins to collect those who will serve with him in ministry, the disciples. We hear him now. He begins to preach the same sermon, if you will, that John the Baptist was preaching. Except the difference is now he's not crying that someone is coming. He's urging now that the someone is I, is me. I'm here. And his message is repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, when we talk about the term repent, how many of y'all remember us talking about repent? I'm almost where I want to be. He, he talks about repent. John the Baptist talks about repent, repent, repent. Jesus said repent. It's just not something. It's not just that I'm, I, I'm sorry. It's not a simple forgive me 
for wronging you. It's more than I'm sorry and it's more than forgive me, though those are appropriate. When you wrong someone, offend someone, you say, I'm pleased for. Yes. Yeah. So you do that. But repent is much more than I'm sorry and please forgive me. Repent is the word metanoia. It it means to change your way. It means to change your direction. Because if you don't change your direction, you will continue to say, I am And please. Repent simply means to turn. To shift. To move out of the direction that you have been in. Into another direction. It is to change your ways. You change your ways when you change your mind. So what's really under renovation is my mind. If I can change my mind, then I can change my ways. If you don't change your mind, you can turn in another direction, but you will make decisions that will bring you back to that same way. So repenting really deals with changing your way, changing the course of your life. It is abandoning old things, old ways, old thought patterns, ripping them up and embracing the new way. Jesus said, John 14, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the father except, come on. By me. So Jesus is really saying now that you have to abandon living your, watch this, living your life by rules and regs, regulations. The old order is passing. The law is holy, but it was designed to show you your sin, but never to help you with it. It had no redeeming power. It couldn't help you. It couldn't change you. It just showed it back to you. And now you see how bad you are. And now it causes this whole thing to come on you. And sin now takes advantage of a good thing. So the announcement of Jesus coming on the scene, the the reporting or the declaring to repent means that grace has shown up. Because he is the one who is the full embodiment of the law. He will complete the law. And now we no longer have to look to the law, the rules and regs, but we look unto Jesus. Come on, y'all. We follow him. John, Matthew chapter 16, Jesus says now to the disciples as he's training them. He says now, if you're going to come after me, you got to deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. So there has to be this sacrificial act that you and I have to move into. We have to give up what we have known. We have to give up what the street taught us. Am I there already? I'm trying to hold off yet. We have to give up what the pimp said to us. Boy, I went hard in there. I didn't mean to go that fast. We have to give up what these mixed up professors have taught us. We have to give up wives' tales and fables. Yes. 
You're still going to be all right because of the blood of Jesus if you don't eat black eyed peas on January 1. You're going to be all right. You respect the black cat as an animal that God made. But it shouldn't modify your behavior. Don't walk under a ladder. What does that mean? But some of this stuff has been ingrained in us by our foreparents. And now we're living by it. Okay, okay. So we have explored the theological aspects of it. We looked at sin. means to miss the mark. But it has corrosive power. We found out that once we're born again, we are now dead to sin. Hello? Come on, tell your neighbor. If you're born again, tell your neighbor, I'm dead to sin. Some of you don't even know what you just said. Get the other CDs, okay? But you're dead to sin. Now watch this now. Think of a dead body, a corpse. A dead body. Life is gone from it. You can stab it. You can punch it. You can shoot it. It ain't moving. It's not affected. Do you know why? It dead. It's already dead. You can point your finger at it. You can slap it. Okay? But it, it will not yield a reaction because it is... In other words, those things have no more effect. Lord, have mercy on the body. And when you and I are born again, though sin has corrosive power... It can no longer end up in causing me to die without Christ. You got to tell sin you're too late. I'm not, watch this now. I'm not saying it's permission to go ahead and act up. I am saying, though, that the power that sin had before you were born again is not the same power that it has any longer. It can remove and take the quality of your life as a believer, but it can't cause you to go to hell because Jesus dealt with it already. You go to hell when you renounce Jesus. Just like when you renounce Satan. I know this is some of you messing with some of your doctrinal issues right now. But how did you get born again? You had to renounce the enemy. You had to walk away from him. You had to renounce, turn your back on the enemy, give your heart to Jesus. And y'all have to excuse me. You may not appreciate this next statement. Pretty bold, maybe controversial. I don't mind it though. Okay. I'll let you examine that through the Holy Ghost. I just don't believe once saved, always saved. I believe that salvation is eternal. 
But I believe that we can abandon the salvation that was freely given to us by renouncing Christ. You can't take it from me, but I can surely give it up. Now, I'll just let you mess with that and deal with that. However you want to place that on your theological plate, however you want to deal with that. I'm going to keep moving while you're stuck. I got to keep moving. But my point is now, sin can no longer affect me the way it used to because I'm dead to it. And I'm alive in Christ. So as sin touched the body of Christ and Christ defeated it, so shall sin touch my body and I defeat it. Y'all okay? Okay. Now, let's... Try to finish. Renovation means to make new. It means to restore. It means to reconstruct. This hat is not about beauty or fashion. Because this show ain't doing nothing for the looks. Hallelujah. But it's protecting me through the danger zone. I bring now the question that I posed a couple of weeks ago. When will I resolve my past? When will I resolve my past? Because until I do, it will take up room in my present. Y'all with me? Let me announce to you that no one is broken beyond repair. No one is broken beyond repair. Your situation is not too far gone that you can't get help. What you're dealing with is not so bad that you can't recover. Come on, say this with me. My life is not broken beyond repair. That idea of being broken beyond repair comes from the curse. It comes from the curse. It comes from the fallen nature. To think that there's something that has happened in my life, God can't fix it. To think that what I have had to deal with is so horrendous, so crazy, 
that the arm of the Lord is too short that it can't reach me. That is a trick of the enemy to make you think, to make me think, to make us think that what we have had to endure... That the worst of the worst that has happened to us, whether somebody did it to us or I did it to myself, we think that we can't recover from it. We believe the the lie of the devil. We believe that's that old lie that the enemy told. And now we feel like we have to live life as a cripple. Don't tell me you can't stop smoking weed. You can That's a lie of the enemy. Don't tell me you can't break your sexual addiction. That's a lie of the enemy. Don't tell me you can't stop smoking cigarettes. You can. It's a lie of the enemy. Your issue is not too beyond God. God can reach you right where you are. Let me tell you what broken says. Broken, the voice of broken says that I have been fractured or damaged and no longer in one piece. I don't work right anymore. That's what broken says. Broken says that I have been fractured or damaged. And I'm not in one piece any longer. That's the voice of broken. And what has happened is people have been broken and have tried. Come on, lady, the lady, the woman with the issue of blood. I don't know what malfunction in her life. I don't know what malfunction in her body, but the girl was bleeding for 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years. Hemorrhaging for 12 years. Her history says that she's gone to doctors. She has taken the advice of many. She has gone to get her situation repaired. She has paid her money and found herself no way better, but in fact worse. Her condition worsened because she was going to the wrong source. She was depending on man to fix her. Oh, God, help me here. She was depending on money to fix her. Neither money nor man had the power to fix her. Are you all in here with me? But then Jesus, oh, my God. Jesus comes along, not even thinking about the girl. But the girl had Jesus on her mind. Obviously, she had heard something about the man Jesus. Obviously, nothing else worked. Why can't I take a chance on I don't know what caused her to be in that situation where she hemorrhaged like that. Medically, they may have had a diagnosis, but medically, they didn't have an answer. And what happens is that we have, many of us have been fractured like that, fractured in some way, and we end up thinking that after we have gone to get 
assistance here and gone there and gone there. And I'm still no better. It seems like things are getting worse. Many times we just simply embrace the dysfunction and say, well, I guess God wants me to be like this, live like this, act like this. So accept me the way I am. No. I am not going to accept your malady as your normally, your normalcy. That is not how God designed you. That is not what God has planned for you. God did not have that in store for you at all. That is not the will of God for your life to live broken, to live fractured. Today, your addiction is over. Sinners are addicted to pain. We like pain. Addicted to pills. Addicted to problems. Today is over. Somebody shout it's over. Because I'm under renovation. I'm under renovation. God's working on me right now. God's doing something on me right now. I see God with a hammer. I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God's got something working, 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 working. Watch out for falling rock. Many have gotten used to the situation and then they begin to cover it up. Covered it up. Chosen to live. Live with it rather than getting it fixed. Covered it up. Put something on top of it. Threw some paint on it. Covered it up. Are y'all here? I said covered it up. Sprayed some cologne on it. Covered it up. Sprayed some perfume on it. Body spray on it. Covered it up. Took some color, some paint, some makeup. Covered it up. Resolve that I can't get this thing fixed. I'm getting old now. I guess I have to live like this. That one is a lie. I don't care how old you are. That girl was 90 years old when her womb opened up. Leave me alone. God can fix your issue. God can fix your barrenness. God can fix your problem. Fellas, you may have had a Hagar Ishmael experience. But the promise of God is still laying on top of your head. What God originally intended, he still plans on getting it done in your life. God can fix you. Hallelujah. Who I feel like preaching today. Watch, watch, watch. My present is significant. Come on, say that with me. My present is significant. My present is there by the timing of the Lord. My present is timed by God. In other words, there are certain things that's supposed to be happening in my life right now. 
things are supposed to be happening in my life right now, but I'm still dealing with yesterday. I'm still dealing with last year. I'm still dealing with 10 years ago. And my right now, my present has to wait. And so now I'm behind time. Now I'm out of season trying to live. You can declare all you want. This isn't my season. I'm in my. You are irrelevant right now. Because your yesterdays is taking up your today. You are fixing yesterday in your today. But your present is significant. Okay. 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 Y'all here? Pastor ain't hollering. He's just excited. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I just hit, something just hit my hat. Falling rock. Thank God I'm protected. Thank God I got my whole armor on. Hallelujah. I got the full armor of God on. I got the blood of Jesus covering me right now. Let it fall. Let it fall. Let it fall. Many have been covering it up, chosen to live with it rather than get it fixed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Got to stop covering it up. Got to handle this stuff. My now, every now and then I go back to talking about my now. My now has been spoken for and accounted for. But my brokenness unresolved... Has caused my now to be delayed. Now I'm behind schedule. Lord, help me through here. When am I going to resolve my past? Listen to me, folks. When you gave your life to Jesus, your past was resolved. No, no, no. When, when you gave your heart to Jesus... When you made a quality decision about Jesus, when you said help, however you called on him, when you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior in your life, watch this now, your past was resolved. It was resolved. The lie that the enemy leaves with you is a lingering memory. My memory makes me think that my past is still alive. My memory makes me think it's real. And so since I'm used to it from my past, and when I think about it, it shows up, then I resolve that it has to be real. And ho, 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 ho. Then when people call me what I used to be, I react. Because my memory makes me think it's still active. 
But when Jesus looks at it, it ain't there. Mm, mm, mm. The question still remains, when will I resolve my past? Two things. My personal past and my religious past. When will I resolve my past? My personal past, number one. And number two, my religious past. I think y'all are like this. My personal past has people, places, and things that have influenced my life. From a baby to my present right now. Everybody say personal. Past. People have put their hands on me and shaped me. And many of us think that we think the way we think because we're all of that. No, somebody had their hands on you. You were clay in a man, a woman's hand, and they shaped you, they formed you. They took your mind and influenced you, influenced your thinking, put a carrot in front of you, appealed to your flesh, caused you to raise up in your flesh, and your performance now began to identify you. So when you performed well, you were great, and when you didn't perform well, you were down in the dumps. Fellas, many of us have been identified by our performance. In bed. Did he say that? You better believe it. Had an experience, no matter how it came. She might have took it from you, you gave it to her. But you had an experience and you got turned out. This ain't the theological part now. This is application. Performance. Had a job. You did well on your job. They gave you a gold star. Gave you a raise. Performance. Now you look to yourself. Now nobody's hiring you. She ain't looking at you no more. She don't want your stuff no more. Is he? Finished with you. See you later. Now I'm out. You have a reputation that you have to maintain. So you go somewhere else. Okay. All right. All right. Ladies. You know it's ladies night. Oh, what a night. 
I ain't got no rhythm. I ain't going to give it to you like that. Y'all might not come back to church. Get the twerking and carrying on. Come on, come on. You got the bing bang and the bong. And you find out that you got played out. Everybody done took it from you now. Keep moving on. But then we gauge ourselves based upon that past, personal past. And then, watch this now, because of the memory, we come to church now. We come in, we're in Christ. We come to church now. And we got to pump up the saints to praise God. We got to go through spiritual calisthenics to try to get, come on, stand up. Clap your hands. Stand up. Clap your hands. Then we have to go over here and get everybody. Come on. Right? We have to rile everybody up. Now we're ready for church. We miss praise and worship because that's something. That's what. That's that's just the hors d'oeuvres. I'm going to come just for the word. Are you out of your mind? Do you not know that the word is a court experience that becomes unnecessary if you worship right? Because if you worship right and you get God to audibly talk to you, you don't need a man to stand in front of you and say anything. I'm telling you, the days God will always raise up a man or a woman in every generation that will be an example. But I'm trying to tell you, God is moving and removing the entertainment out of the church. It's not going to be about your special preacher after a while. God going to give you somebody going to walk up like this. And when the man or the woman open up their mouths and lift their hands, my God, the glory of God will fall in the place. I know you got your favorite one now, but God's raising up a new day. Tell your neighbor it's shifting. Entertainment is over in the church. Don't have time to entertain you and sing your favorite song no more. We got to get to God, man. We, we need to get in. got no time to be entertaining you James Brown and you and all of that ain't no time for all of that stuff it's time for the authentic oh God the authentic real move of God to hit the church the old stuff is over all right here it is I'm moving now from your personal past into your religious past I got in there sooner than I expected but some of us have had this religious tradition that we're trying to uphold God's breaking all that stuff down can't you see the wood breaking the floor is creaking on that old stuff 
It don't work no more. You want us, you, you want us to simonize and polish your old tradition. No, all we're going to do is throw classic on the tail of it. And we're going to look at it for show because the show is over. Some form and format that you're so used to. Hindering and hampering the move of God. God's trying to get some life in you, but you want to do the form. You better stop bowing to those old orders and old ways and get up off your knees to them old things, making that old stuff your God. God is ripping that contract up. Hallelujah. Just because you never spoke in tongue don't mean you shouldn't. I don't care how reserved you are. I don't care how analytical you are. You need to put that old stuff down and give yourself over to God and let God do everything he want to do in you. That's why you can't get no breakthrough. Be stuck. I'm out of time. Watch what Paul says. Paul says, Galatians 1, 14. He says, he's talking about his history. What he used to do when he used to persecute the Christians. He says, verse 14, it starts at 13, but I'm going to jump on 14 for time's sake because I'm out of it. He says, and profited in the Jews' religion. In fact, put up 13. Thank you. Put up 13. For ye have heard of my conversation, my behavior in time past in the Jews' religion. How that I beyond measure, (coughs) how that beyond measure I persecuted the church. I pursued the church of God and wasted it. Come on. 14. Yeah. And profited made money, profited in the Jews' religion above many, my equals in mine own nation. Watch this. Being more exceedingly jealous of the traditions of my fathers. Continue. 15. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace... 16, to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh. I did not seek man's tradition. I did not seek man's way. When I came to the knowledge of the truth, I was done with that old stuff. Persecuted the church. I was in a tradition. 
I was stuck. But when the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ hit me, changed my life. When the grace of God appeared, changed my life. Are you all here? No longer did I look to those traditions. I didn't look to man. I looked to Christ. I stopped and ceased in my counsel with tradition. Let me close with this. Stuff just flying. See, you got to see in the spirit. Flesh is, put your right goggles on, your vision God. Flesh is flying all over the place in here today. Blood is dripping off the walls right now. Pride is coming down. Pain, come on, is finding its way out of the door. Freedom. It's like the sun rising in the morning. Y'all better leave me alone. I see freedom rising on me. I smell freedom in the air. I feel the release of God in my heart. So my closing. Paul declares, I count not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting, forgetting, forgetting those things which are behind. You got to understand, forgetting is something I do. I don't wait for God to unction me to forget. It is an act of my will. It is my choice to forget. I'm not going through moments of dementia. Where my disability, where my dysfunction is making me forget. Because when my dysfunction makes me forget, It shuts down my whole system. I might forget to eat. I'm not suffering from that. I choose to forget. Tell your neighbor, I choose to forget. It's my choice to forget. You can't make me remember it. I choose to forget it. I don't care what you say. I forget it. Getting those things which are behind. 
reaching forth to those things which are before I press. I'm trying to get somewhere. God's on the move. He's nudging me. He's unctioning. He's telling me it's time to live in your right now present. And it's now time to plan for your future. Tell your neighbor you have a future. Oh, some of y'all think that think that that's easy. Some of us are so trapped right now in our past that we can't hardly live in the present, let alone think about a future. In fact, there's some of us now who just rather just die right now. Lord, take me, take me, Lord. Just take me, Lord. Because you can't find a way out. You're dealing with ambivalence. You feel stuck. Hallelujah. But the long arm of the Lord is reaching down into your cave situation. Reaching down into your valley situation. Reaching down. Reaching down in your pit. Paul says, I forget my past. On purpose, intentionally, I make that decision. Because if God dealt with my past, why am I still dealing with it? We come to church all heavy. Where is the joy of the Lord? It's starting to change in here concerning our giving. But watch this. There ought to be a time when we open up with prayer. Then time for praise and worship that I can't even or the leader can't even lead in worship because you're already worshiping. Come on now. There's a song. What if it, what, what, what would it be like if when the worship leader takes the stage, mounts the stage, and they're already worshiping. What if the worship leader is in the room, in the back, preparing, praying, trying to come out, and when they come out, it's already worship going on? Where is the joy of the Lord? Where is the commitment to God? Where is the love? Oh, yeah. Where's the love of God in the church? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I'll tell you where it is. It's trapped. Trapped by memory. I present my body, living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable, rational act of worship, my reasonable service. Paul says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye, come on. Come on, come on. Be ye. Be ye. Come on. Be ye. Say it again. Be ye. Transform. How? By the renew. Get your hammer in your hand right now. You may not have a physical one, but you get it in your hands right now. Pull it out. 
time to go to work. It's time to renovate this old, stinking, old, memory-driven way of thinking and living. We've learned to live with the stench of it. You don't even know you've been stinking all along. Got so used to it in, in that environment that you don't even smell the stench any longer. You welcome it. In fact, you got bottles of spray of that stench. And you freshen your air with your own to, to continue and perpetuate your environment. If you don't need, if you don't know you need to renovate, I'm here to tell you. Because the devil have deceived so many. And you don't even, many don't even know that they need renovation. You don't even know that the backside of your house is falling down. The last couple of months, I've been going to the doctor. Not because I'm sick, but because I want them to tell me anything. Find it. Tell me what's going on with this body so I can apply my faith to it so I can get this stuff out of here. I don't want nothing creeping up on me secretly. Some people scared to find out. Show me. I'm like Missouri, the show me state. Show me. If I got a spot, thank you, because now I know what to deal with. Not going to have something just creep up on me one day. Hey, no, none of that stuff. None of that stuff. I'm ready. Come on. What you got, Doc? You got a good heart. Hallelujah. Just making sure. The prostate, what's up? Your numbers are right where they should be. That's what I want to know. I'm getting ready to go see the dentist now because I got to make sure the mouth get right. Hallelujah. Hey, got to get the mouth right. Ah, got to get the mouth right. Thank you, Jesus. I don't want nothing up in there that's going to call halitosis to be manifesting. I got a cure for halitosis right here. Hallelujah. You got to get your mouth right. Spiritually, you got to get your mouth right. You got to get your tongue right. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Got it on my notes. I just, I'm just finished now. Got to get your mouth right. Got to get your mind right. Hallelujah. Be not conformed. Shaped. 
to this world. To this world system, this world's culture. But be ye transformed. That means there has to be a a change. A revolution. When you go home, this is your physical assignment to represent your spiritual move. Stuff that's in your crib, in your house. That's outdated, out of order, ain't working. The stuff that's outdated, get rid of it. I'm saving it. What you saving it for? Memories. I got you. There's some pictures you need to throw away too. I'm trying to get my father and, and, and my mom to throw away some pictures. When I go home to visit them, they have this one picture with my afro. What y'all laughing at? Y'all had one too. No, no. Afro. Okay. But it was a straight afro. Back in the day, we used to use a straightening comb to pull it out a little bit. You know, you reach in there, you. That's right. You pulled it out. You need the afro sheen blowout kit. For those of y'all who remember the 70s, you didn't need that no more. I used the Afro Sheen blowout kit. None of that stuff. We used the hot, we put that thing on the stove. When we bought it, it was like this smoke silver, this gold wine looking color. By the time we got there, it was black. We burned that thing up. Pull that thing out, and then you pat it on the side. Y'all remember the Silvers, the group? All right, all right, come back, come back. Now, Jackson 5, Barcades, Brass Construction, Bootsy. All right, now, 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 now. I didn't say George Collins, George Clinton. He crazy. But anyway, right? And they had one with the afro. I think I thought at that time I was looking, you know, you know, I thought I was right. Okay. My head was bad. We used to say back in the day, I was blind. I was my, my head was bad. I was as high as a kite. And they keep that picture. I said, can y'all please take that picture and throw it away? No, son, we just want you to remember where you came from. I know where I came from, dad. Throw it away. Burn it up. Get rid of it. He said, you, my father would say, you thought you was fooling us. We knew every single time you came in the house, you was blitzed. Right? Some of them pictures, you need to just go ahead and get your little dartboard, put up there. And... Get, if you ain't never fired up that fireplace, you ought to fire it up and throw them pictures in there. Seriously. Seriously. Be ye transformed. Change. Radically change. That simply means that it don't, it don't mean to rearrange the furniture. It means to tear it up. I'm going to put a cover on this couch. Throw the couch away. 
I'm going to put a cover on this. <laughs> that thing been leaking for a long time. You probably got about $2,000 up in that thing underneath the cover where the springs are. Rip the spring off and get your money. And throw it away. But be transformed. It's the picture of the caterpillar becoming a butterfly. If you're dead to it, then just go ahead and let yourself be dead to it. You don't got no hammer? You got no money for a hammer? Go to job lot. You can find a hammer there for probably $3. You don't have to go to Lowe's or Home Depot or, that, or, or the side store that's going to pay twice for it. Just go to job lot. And they got boxes of little stuff. You can get a whole bunch of them out of there. And start tearing some stuff up. Removing some stuff. Renovate. Thank you, Jesus. It's time to get some new cabinets in your house. I ain't got no money. That's from the old script. When are we going to change the way we talk? I told you I'm going to the dentist. Get my mouth fixed. You got to stop saying what you can't do. Come on. The can do has already been paid for. The can do passed away. Man. God is able to do exceeding abundantly and above all that we can ask or think. But you got to ask and think. But then he finishes up as a, according to the power that's working. Get your faith working. No need to have unemployed faith. Get your faith working. Come on, I ain't got no faith. Yes, you do. It's just inactive. Start envisioning new cabinets in your house. Those of you that need glasses, can't afford it, start envisioning new cabinets. You got to see it before you see it. You never know. Got to have the mail person send something in, in, in the mail. You'll see some uh, a discount that, that has never happened before. Get you some new glasses. $20 today only. Go, go, get them. Stop saying I can't. God will always provide an opportunity. Stand to your feet, y'all. said enough I'm under renovation the city of Jerusalem was under attack under Babylonian rule they came in and 
tore up the city, took the people captive, took them into exile. I need your ears. I'm not quite done, but I need your ears. It's not time out. Tore down the temple. Tore the walls of the city down. Burned the gates. The city was in ruin because an enemy came in. Y'all hear me? An enemy came in and crushed the city. Took the people out. Made them slaves. Some of you know what it feels like to be dispossessed. Out of your own spot. God says I'm going to give it back to you. I'm going to restore. Listen. I'm going to restore. The Lord says. Canker worm. Palmer worm. Caterpillar has eaten up. Nehemiah, the great builder, had a burden for the city to rebuild. He got the authorization to go and rebuild. And listen to me, y'all. God has authorized us to rebuild. He's giving us the power. He's giving us the wherewithal. Everything we need, he's providing for us. We just got to show up. He rallied the men. God gave him favor to get lumber and all the things he needed to rebuild. And he began to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Brick by brick. In one hand they had their their working tool. Other hand they had their weapon. Because there's always going to be demons that's going to try to come and pull you down. Whether they're spiritual demons or physical demons. Those who have a demonic assignment against you. Bible says and the wall was joined together to the half thereof for the people had a mind they got their mind together they had renovation to go on in their mind first before they could renovate the walls did y'all hear me their minds were renovated first if your mind is not fixed If you don't have repair going on in your mind, if there isn't a remodeling going on in your mind, if your mind is not under construction being repaired, you will never fix anything around you. That's why the song says, rebuild me. Heads about eyes are closed. Father, in Jesus' name.